0: The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Servicemaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded.
3: He's incapable of telling the truth. Or maybe it's that he has no problem telling ridiculous lies. Uh, here's the big guy on Comedy Central last night. With somebody named Cal Penn, who is gay and not married yet.
1: Every auntie and uncle if you
3: that have I have unfiled taxes is beyond or disappointed that there hasn't been a wedding yet. But, uh, but Cardi B is going to marry us, apparently, officially our wedding, which would, which would be nice. But my my question for you, Mr.
1: President, is you codified uh, support for same-sex marriage and interracial marriages like like ours. I'm curious what your evolution was like on marriage equality and... What the federal government
0: might be able to do to protect LGBTQ Americans, especially
4: trans kids who are dealing with all these regressive state laws that are popping up right now? I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. I hadn't thought much about it, to tell okay. you the truth. When I, was a, I was a senior in high school, and my dad was dropping me off. I remember about to get out of the car, and I looked to my right, and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean they give each other a kiss and then one went looked like he was heading to the DuPont building and one looked like he headed to the Hercules Corporation building and I'll never forget I turned and looked to my dad he said Joey it's simple they love each other it's simple no I'm not joking it's simple they love each other and it's never been it's, 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 it's never been it's just that simple it doesn't matter whether it's whether it's same-sex or a heterosexual couple. You should be able to be married. What is the problem? So listen to your auntie and your uncle. Get married. Do
5: it.
3: Yep, that's uh, that's Joe. (laughs) I wanted to cut that short because he was making me sick, Mike. Sorry. Mike's (laughs) wondering why I bailed out of that. It's too long. And he goes on to talk about uh, transgender and how they should all be allowed to do whatever they want. And he was obviously opposed to that, too. This is, uh, this is a guy who says he had that epiphany. Now, I think he would have been in high school somewhere. He would have been a senior in high school somewhere around 1958. Uh, so he said that episode happened in 1958. But he voted for the Defense of Marriage Act in 1996. And in 1994, a little bit before that, he backed a law that would cut off federal funds to any school that promoted the homosexual lifestyle. Just embarrassing. That's, he's a liar. That, that's just an unbelievably stupid lie because there are videos, there are sound bites, there are stories everywhere about what he said about gay marriage. It's fine that he evolved. He can say that he evolved, which I don't believe either, but he can say that. But he can't say that he had his epiphany when he was a senior in high school and expect anybody to not look it up and, and find out what a gigantic, moronic, stupid, insulting, embarrassing lie it is. But that's who's president of the United States. Anyway, when we come back, a different take on the Dominion lawsuit against Fox News. And in our second half hour, the governor and his wife are right in the middle. That's the governor of California and his wife are right in the middle of Silicon Valley Bank going down the toilet. Stick around. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with My Pillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one for Free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now.
6: Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
7: Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it when we say dogs are part of our family. We love Otto and Snoopy so much, and there's nothing like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with rough greens, R-U-F-F, because we want them to feel healthy and be with us as long as possible. I know Charlie Kirk feels the same way. The Prager's and I couldn't agree more. I rely on my trusted furry friend, Mr. Briggs, who's an absolute machine,
5: and he relies on me to provide what's best for him. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed rough greens, not a dog food, but a supplement full of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and omega oils that Mr. Briggs absolutely needs and loves. Trying rough greens for your dog just makes sense. Greetings, naturopathy Dr. Dennis Black here. I'm honored that the Pragers and Charlie trust their dog's health to Rough Green. I'm so confident that Rough Green can help your dog too that I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes, dog food is dead food, but it doesn't have
1: to be. Go to ruffgreens.com. The word is out. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers and flocking to Pure Talk for the same 5G coverage, but at a fraction of the price. In fact, the average family saves over $800 a year when switching from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data... You can get that and still save a fortune. So make the switch and get the same coverage as the big guys, but at half the price. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code Off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Off. Switch to Pure Talk and get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month because Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless.
0: This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM
3: 92.5. The answer. If you've been following the story about Dominion Voting System's $1.6 billion lawsuit against Fox News, you probably have gotten the feeling that it looks really bad for Fox. But Matt McCoviak, a columnist, a blogger, and chairman of the uh, Travis County Republican Party, says you may have gotten the wrong impression. Matt joins us now. Always good to have you on, Matt. Thanks for coming on again. Hey, John. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing well. So, uh, good. In your piece for the Washington Examiner, you say the media may have something to do with uh, the fact that people think that this is pretty much a really uh, a, a lopsided loss coming up for Fox.
5: And I'm not predicting Fox won't lose. Uh, they, they may. Um, you know, the question of what meets the threshold for defamation is uh, it's a legal one, and it, it's actually a pretty high bar. Um, but you know, for as, for as much as CNN and MSNBC and the, the, the mainstream legacy press, uh, like the New York times have been promoting some of the worst facts that have come out, they haven't, you know, really presented the full picture. Yeah. You know, I was, I was doing a search and I found, you know, a clip of Maria Bartiromo early on, uh, where she not only invited the CEO of the immune systems on, she made clear that it was on, uh, you know, uncertain, you know, exactly what happened, that she was wanted to learn more. So. You know, at the end of the day, you know, news anchor reporting what uh, what the losing presidential candidate is saying and claiming about election, how the election went is, is not defamation. Uh, if they're claiming those things are facts or if they're doing it knowingly, uh, you know, in a knowingly false way, that could meet that that threshold and that definition. But boy, uh, if that's the, if that's the case, John, uh, you know, I, I hope someone sues MSNBC and CNN for the many, many false things they've been running on their air for a very, very long time. We, to look at, we can look at the Russiagate hoax. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So, um, you know, I have no doubt that there will be some bad facts that come out, and they'll be breathlessly reported by the mainstream press in a way to try to harm Fox. And that was really, uh, John, the point of the, of the piece, not just that there's more to this, but that uh, this is an attempt to, to really try to silence conservative media broadly. Fox has been, has been just killing CNN and MSBC for more than a decade now. They want to weaken Fox. Uh, because Fox's audience is so large, it's basically larger than the other two uh, networks combined.
3: Yeah. So, w- what you said in your piece here is really a good point. I think is that um, you you are it's going to scare anybody, especially a conservative outlet, from uh, reporting anything because they're going to be accused of uh, defaming somebody. For just having reported what they are, it doesn't even have to be that they're reporting it as fact. But hey, this is the story that's out there, and here's what we got. And then they get sued for. Yeah, and, for. and,
5: yeah, and, and that, that to me, so they're, they're, there's the potential for a, a pretty significant chilling effect uh, on conservative media. I mean, if they can go after Fox and, and get a significant judgment, like uh, I think in this case they're asking for 1.6 billion dollars. Right. Uh, think of what they could do to your average just conservative news site. Uh, that doesn't have one one-hundredth of the resources that Fox Corp has. So, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it could have a chilling effect on what gets reported. Uh, and it also, you know, I think it, it's going to come down to whether they can prove Fox anchors weren't just reporting what the Trump campaign and Trump lo- campaign lawyers were saying, but that, that the anchors themselves uh, were, were making, uh, you know, were, were kind of making statements uh, and leaving the, the viewer with the perception that it was a fact when uh, in fact it was uh, one side says this, the other side says that let's see what the evidence shows over time
3: yeah, and at least ninety percent of the media are as you as you said are rooting against fox how how might that affect the case because that's going to be uh, go to a jury I'm guessing
5: yeah interesting question I mean I think the the uh, the voir-d'or, uh, voir-d'or, uh process is going to be very interesting because you're going to want to try to find people who do not have uh, a clear bias for or against uh you know Fox, and in this case, Trump, right? Because in, in many cases, this is a this is in some ways a case against Trump as much as it is a, a case against Fox. Now, Fox is the one that's on the hook, uh, but in this case, it's, it really gets to the question of uh, uh, Fox presenting the Trump campaign's views. And so, if you are anti-Trump, you are almost certainly anti-Fox. And of course, that's quite rich at this point, John, because Fox has really stepped away from Trump quite a bit, not covering all of his campaign events, right. um, giving other other candidates uh, airtime. In fact, Trump himself has not been on air, I think, in at least six months. So, um, so you know, this is going to take some time, and I imagine it will get appealed, and so we may not get a, you know, final, final, final uh, ruling for, 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 you know, several years. Um, but it is going to get an enormous amount of attention over the next few months as this goes forward. This is one of the most important uh, corporate uh, lawsuits that I can remember, and it very much may change the way we understand def- uh, defamation statutes uh, to, 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 to to function in practice.
3: Yeah, um, the way you uh, present in your piece is excellent because I, I didn't really think of it in those terms as much as just damage to Fox. And, you know, the, the, the text messages that came out and all that stuff, um, that seems to be, that's a, that's a sexier story right now because especially for the, for the MSNBCs and the CNNs, they love being able to look uh, to to just crush Tucker Carlson and call him a hypocrite. Yeah. You, you've seen all those stories, but it's much bigger sure. than that, is what you're saying.
5: That's right, and and look, I mean, uh, you know, who, who among us hasn't said something both positive and negative about Trump in private communications over oh. the last five years? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, even your, your your biggest Trump fan probably at some point was disappointed in something he said or he did. Yep. Right. Um, and so, so yes, that's about embarrassing um, these anchors. It's about trying to drive a wedge uh, in their audience. Um, and look, you know, Newsmax and OAN, if I recall, made many of the same kinds of statements about Dominion voting systems that Fox did. And I don't. I have to. I have to go back and look. I don't recall them being sued. Certainly not the same level. And I do know those two. Those two. Those two stations did. Uh, issue corrections uh, and, and make some changes uh, in the weeks um, that, that after all that happened, and that may have been due to the threat of, of legal action. So um, again, you know, sue, you know Dominion uh, suing Newsmax or OANN is not any is not one one hundredth as important uh, as suing Fox. Uh, Fox has has uh, you know the only thing I can compare to to the to the importance of what Fox has done in creating a conservative audience around the country is Rush Limbaugh. Uh, for for 20 years or so before that, starting in the early to mid-90s. I mean, they are the two most consequential audience creators on the right, uh, and they have done it at a high level in a way that has embarrassed and and harmed the economic model of the legacy press in this country, and that is why they are the target that they are. It is why they have run smear campaigns against Fox anchors for years. It is why they have run advertiser boycotts against Bill O'Reilly and Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram, and the list goes on and on and on. It's why they went after Roger Ailes. Uh, for for the you know some of the uh, things in his past that ultimately you know brought him down, um, you know they see Fox as an existential threat uh, to their business model, to their bottom line, uh, and to their political objectives.
3: And you know the thing, and we're talking to Matt K- Makoviak, You can find his piece at uh, the Washington Examiner com, um, and he's also the Travis County Republican Party chairman, and uh, also does a blog. And you know he's been around a long time. You and I have both been around long enough to remember when there was no Fox or nothing, there was nothing like it. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you, but I think of this all the time. Do you ever stop and think where we would be if there were no Fox or something like it for the last 20 years? It's, it's impossible yeah, to I, imagine it, what it would be like.
5: I, I think America would be a very different country. Um, and uh, it's almost, it's almost a, sort of painful to even think about where we'd be. Um, Fox has held the left and the Democrats accountable in a way that the other media organizations uh, are either unwilling or unable to do. Uh, look at CNN and MSNBC. They've done almost no critical coverage of Biden since he's been in office, despite yeah. the, the absolute failure he's had in almost every meaningful uh, area of life. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, I mean, we, what would we have? I mean, we, we, we've lost Hollywood. We've lost higher ed. You know, we've lost so many institutions. At this point, we still sort of have the military, although that we're losing that. We yeah. do have talk radio. The leftists have just failed to, to take over talk radio. But without Fox creating that ecosystem on the center-right, and I would, I would describe them as center-right, their prime time opinion hosts, certainly Tucker and Ingram, are, are more to the right. But during the day, I don't think their coverage is is extreme in any way whatsoever. It's, it's more to the center, to the center-right, than uh, then CNN and MSNBC are they are further to the left away from the center than Fox is away from the center to the right. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you're um, saying. Yeah, so, yeah. There's there's just you you, you make a great point. Uh, where would we be? Had, you know, if Fox were not there, covering the stories that others won't won't cover, refuse to cover. Look at Bill Melugin down the border for yeah. two years only, now. Been only person there. there.
3: Yep.
5: Only person there reporting about these caravans about the numbers, about what's really happening. CNN and MSNBC simply don't care.
3: What do you think, uh, and this is kind of off the subject here for what we started out on, but what do you think the ramifications are going to be of uh, those text messages, and, uh, and or have we not really heard Fox's side of the story, including Tucker Carlson's side and Laura Ingraham's side and the people who have been displayed as or pointed to as um, hypocrites?
5: Well, yeah, that's a great point, right? We've only really seen, you know, snippets uh, that, that, that you know, paint a certain picture in one direction. We have yeah. not seen the other side. And of course, the lawsuit uh, would allow for that. Uh, I don't know that Fox has done a very good job of, of making their case. It could be that they're just going to wait till they get to the courtroom. Uh, they may feel that winning the PR battle is less important than winning uh, the lawsuit and the trial. And I think that's probably economically a pretty smart strategy. Um, but they're obviously taking their lumps uh, here now. Um, so, Yeah, I mean, you know, look, embarrassing texts do not, uh, do not guarantee, uh, an adverse verdict, uh, related to a lawsuit. Right, right. Um, You know, they may, they may harm your reputation to some extent, they may be embarrassing, they may cause some, uh, some, you know, uh, disagreements internally at the highest levels of Fox. Um, but at the end of the day, Fox wants to win this lawsuit. They want to, if they can, if they can't, they want to reduce, obviously, the economic liability, um, and the damages, uh, that, that Dominion is seeking. And so... Uh, again, as I said, this is going to last several months, I imagine, certainly three or four weeks, I think, but with, with the jury selection, will go longer than that, given that it is such a public story and that people do have their own natural biases, political biases. And then, as I said, I, I strongly expect this will get appealed one way or the other. I think the losing side will appeal. Uh, so this is not going to get finally resolved for some time.
3: I have to ask you this, too. Uh, and Again, we're talking to Matt Mikowiak. Um If I'm not mistaken, you worked for MSNBC for a while. If, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, uh, do you have any scarring from that?
5: <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I've, never wor- I've never worked for any of the networks. I've appeared on all of them. Oh, yeah, here,
3: yeah. I should have said that, time. yeah.
5: Yeah, in the 2015-2016 period, I was a little bit down on, on Trump uh, as our nominee, mm-hmm. uh, as our potential nominee, and, and so I, that was a very attractive uh, you oh, know, okay. yeah, so-called anti-Trump voice. So I would have grown MSNBC a lot, but, but sure, I mean, I learned a lot about how these networks operate, uh, what their agenda is and how um, they make you feel like they want your opinion when really all they want is for people to advance their agenda. I mean it is all agenda all the time, um, and you might want you you might be able to say at at Fox in prime time they're pushing an agenda certainly, uh, although I think Tucker and Hannity have very different and maybe Brett Baer. They all have different views about where they are on specific issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but during the day, the, you know, the dayside news programming at Fox, I think, is pretty good. They have a lot of very serious, fair, reasonable, independent journalists. They're down the middle up on Capitol Hill, uh, in foreign capitals around the world, etc. cetera. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot over those years for sure. And, uh, you know, in the end, um, they're, they, they're, they're using any Republican that goes on their air, uh, whether they realize it or not. And, uh,
3: you know, uh, again, I was, this was not the original subject we were going to talk about, but as long as we're on it, um, it's just it's amazing to me that CNN just, they're, they're, uh, there's another story out today, they, the lowest ratings they've had in seven years, and every, every week there's something about it being the lowest um, ratings they've had in uh, fill-in-the-blank years. What's it's going to take for CNN to get the clue? They don't fire any. I mean, the, the people that most most of the people until recently stayed on the air forever. They still have uh, Wolf Blitzer. They still have so many of the Jake Tapper. No, nothing changes. I worked in TV, um, and when you had ratings going down the toilet every week, somebody gets fired. Yeah. And I'm talking about not just I'm not talking about management. I'm talking about different faces show anchors. up on the screen. Yeah. yeah,
5: anchors, news directors, you name it. GMS. That's right. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, there's more pressure on, on local uh, local media, local television, um, than there is perhaps, um, uh, at the national level at these days. But, but yeah, you know, it, it is kind of stunning. CNN has tried to at least optically move back to the middle. They've invited more Republicans on. Um, they've changed some of their, some of their, you know, uh, some of their programming, uh, moved on lemon in the morning. I think they should have fired Don lemon, particularly after the, the most recent yeah, yeah. controversy related to Nikki Haley. Um, but, You know, the challenge for CNN is that they basically ruined their brand, right? They had a brand where, number one, they had the most impressive international reporting of any TV station in America. In the world. In the world. In the world. Yeah. yeah. And number two, that's right. And number two, perhaps comparable, maybe only to BBC. Um, But number two, uh, they were the place you go for breaking news. Mm -hmm. And and because the Trump era broke them like it broke so many other institutions and individuals around our country, uh, it became all anti-Trump all the time. Number one, they trivialized uh, the, the the title breaking news. Everything was breaking news, which meant nothing was. Uh, number one. And number two, they were all Russia and all anti-Trump all time. Oh. Uh, and, and, and they ruined their entire brand. And so now, you know, you can't fix in three months, but you broke over six years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you know, it's going to be interesting to see whether they stay committed to this. They have new ownership. Uh, they have a new president. Um, You know, they've had a rough, you know, six months. They've had layoffs. They've had to shut down CNN Plus, which was failing almost from the very beginning. Um, They have a lot of high-priced, you know, anchors uh, who are beloved internally but whose ratings are falling. Uh, Their primetime schedule is a mess. Um, Their morning show is failing worse than anything else they have. So CNN is in a a tight spot right now. There's no question.
3: Well, I have about a minute left, Uh, Matt. Where do you see uh, happening? That's probably not enough time for you to answer this. But um, what's happening with uh, the Republican field? Is anybody going to uh, bump Trump
5: out of there? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fluid right now. Uh, you know, Trump's ramping up. He was in Iowa uh, just in the last 24 hours. Um, you know, he's doing kind of starting to do more. DeSantis is, in, is now in the midst of his legislative session, which will end in mid-May. I imagine he'll announce in late May to early June time frame. We'll have to see what Mike Pompeo and Mike Pence and several others do. I think in the end, you're going to have five or six serious candidates. They're going to go on through the fall. You'll have the, the televised debate start in Milwaukee in July. Uh, and, and then I think the field will narrow pretty quickly at the end of the year. I think you'll only have two or three serious candidates by the time the first early states come around. And it's going to be a question about, you know, uh, whether Trump can grow his support, whether 30 percent is enough, or, or, or whether someone like Sands can take him down. And it's going to come down uh, to, to that sort of hand-to-hand combat. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch.
3: Yeah, we'll be watching, and I hope to have you on again. Always good to have you. Great peace. Uh, Matt Makoviak at the Washington Examiner. Check it out. Thanks, Matt.
5: Thanks, John. Take care. Okay, we'll be back.
2: Well, that's our news. I'm John Scott in Lake Arrowhead, California. Structural engineer Dale Cummings. The vehicles are still snowed in two weeks after a big storm. He spoke to ABC7 Los Angeles. There's people up here that are still stuck. They they can't even get out of their house. And there's more flooding, potentially damaging winds and difficult travel conditions on mountain roads as a new atmospheric river pushes into swamped California. Meanwhile, parts of New England, upstate New York, northeastern Pennsylvania and northern New Jersey getting hit with a strong winter storm. Snow totals expected to range from a few inches to a few feet, depending on the area. And Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell released from the hospital after treatment for a concussion. His doctors discovered over the weekend that he also had a minor rib fracture after he fell at a hotel. This is SRN News.
6: We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith. A time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way. To protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached. So text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now. And I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action.
0: Charlie Kirk doesn't see justice. The Capitol
1: Police... Saying we are fearing for our lives? Maybe that might have been true at a separate situation. But you weren't fearing for your lives right there from Jacob Chancellor. You guys were buddies. How do you sleep at night? You guys can walk free, and the guy that you were showing around as a tour guide is now in jail. Sick. And the government, they don't care. It's all just pawns in a big political grab.
0: The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 1250. The answer
1: Breaking news. Tax refund shock is everywhere, but what is it? My tax refund shrank. Mine too. The culprit, pandemic-related stimulus payments and tax credits expiring. In this reporter's opinion, you need a tax expert. Hey, guys, Jackson Hewitt guarantees your biggest refund. And tax prep is 50% off? Going there now. 50% off is a limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit jacksonhewitt.com slash 50 for terms. Health
5: and wellness with Dr. Edmund Sokalski live Saturday mornings from 9 a.m. until 10. We do not diagnose nor treat, but educate and inform, hoping to empower you to be in charge of your own health and wellness. Become informed. Become empowered. Join us on our live call-in show at 9 every Saturday morning on 1250 AM, The Answer. Whose rulebook do
0: you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy & Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.log. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh. w 223 cs Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer.
1: Weather. It'll be breezy this evening. Otherwise, we'll see areas of low clouds expect a nighttime low of 22. Tomorrow, a breezy morning. Otherwise, sunshine and patchy clouds will reach a high tomorrow of 44. Partly cloudy skies expected for tomorrow night with a low of 28. As we look to Thursday, we'll see clouds limiting sunshine will reach a high Thursday of 58. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
0: The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
3: Well, about the only uh, thing left for the Biden administration to do to the country, I guess, would be a a plague of frogs upon the land. Um, Maybe you were wondering if you'd wake up today to find out if your uh, bank had failed. That's the latest issue. And it started with a bank in California. That would be the Silicon Valley Bank. And uh, believe it or not, I mean, this probably doesn't come as a shock to you. There might be somewhat of a cover-up going on to protect Someone, And that someone would be the governor, Gavin Newsom, and his wife. And uh, Adam Andrzejewski is the CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com, and he's all over it. Adam joins us now. Adam, thanks for being here.
8: Well, John, thank, thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me back.
3: Yeah, well, always good to have you. So it's actually Gavin and his wife, isn't it? Uh, who uh, you're? You, well, you've been you've been sniffing around those two for a while and found some interesting stuff. We had you on a few weeks ago to talk about them, not related to this.
8: Yeah. So on Friday, when federal regulators seized the bank, the Silicon Valley Bank, we immediately the headlines were that the bank had a large portfolio in assets of green energy, climate change, technology companies, and the like. And typically, when you're invested in that type of portfolio, you have to have relationships. With politicians, because they're only profitable, think wind energy or electronic vehicles, solar panels, they're only profitable with public subsidies, government subsidies from taxpayers. So having relationships is very important. So immediately we started to look at the relationships between that bank and Governor Gavin Newsom and his wife, Jennifer Siebel Newsom, and we found it right away. And so here's what we found, John. We found that uh, when Jennifer Siebel Newsom founded in 2020... A nonprofit organization, a founding partner, was a very prominent guy over at the bank, over at the Silicon Valley Bank. As a matter of fact, he's the president, John China's is his name, he's the president of their investment banking arm, the Silicon Valley Capital. Uh, this is in all the green technology companies. And so he's the founding director of the nonprofit, and sure enough, the bank itself gifts six figures $100,000 to help kick off the Newsom nonprofit.
3: Yeah. So, um, so how how does that tie in with what happened on Friday?
8: Well, uh, you know, if you're if you're giving one hundred thousand dollars of bank assets to the governor's wife's nonprofit, I think you should pay it back when your bank fails. I mean, that's number one. I think federal regulators, state regulators, should demand the repayment of the six figure gift. And in the absence of that. The Newsom should have enough ethics to return the money on behalf of depositors, investors, and now taxpayers, which are, which are backing 100% of that bank.
3: So, so how much of this is all tied up in the bank being run by a bunch of people who wanted to show how woke they are and where they were spreading the money around? Not just with well, the it, it governor does. and his wife
8: yeah exactly I mean it's a 5.5 billion dollar investment fund. They had 62 percent of the community solar projects in the country, and now it's the largest bank failure in the history of the United States or the second largest uh, bank failure yeah. in the history of the United States. So I mean this we're talking <laughs> we're talking about a significant public event.
3: but what what um, was there, are we talking about illegal or unethical or both things going on there?
8: No, our, our swim lane is, you know, is unethical and shining a white hot spotlight on a pattern of facts that's troubling. It's yeah. other people's swim lane to to go further than that. So we lay it all out there, and the pattern's troubling in this case. Uh, the reason that we know about the hundred thousand dollar gift from the bank to the Newsom nonprofit is because it was forced disclosure under California ethics law. The Newsoms are so close to the Silicon Valley bank that on a state website. This $100,000 gift had to be disclosed. That's the only way we even know about it. So it, was, it, it falls under a rule called behested. And behested means at the request, suggestion, or solicitation, or made in cooperation, consultation, coordination, or concert with the public official. Now, John, in this case, the public official is the governor and the governor's wife, the first partner. And this nonprofit organization is very close to the Newsom's. It was actually created expressly to back the first partner's public policy agenda. So when Governor Gavin Newsom in 2019, when he, when he won for office, the first thing he did is, is he established this office of first partner. And since 2019, $5 million of taxpayer money's flowed into it. She has nine staffers to push her public policy agenda. But it wasn't enough. They founded this nonprofit to also push her public policy agenda. And this guy, John China, over at the Silicon Valley Investment Banking Arm, he was a founding partner and helped procure the $100,000 gift into it to push the governor's wife's agenda.
3: But there was lots of money being given, uh, as you mentioned here. um, Silicon Valley Bank was where they were putting people's deposits, and it was all in uh these uh not all but so much of it is going into environmental stuff um and stuff that that doesn't survive unless i guess you the way you put it, it it sounds like you're saying those companies don't survive unless you're bribing and maybe that's a strong word but let's use it for this uh, example unless you're bribing political uh people uh, government people
8: well let's let's just call it kickback capitalism yeah that's what they're practicing. And it's very close to how capitalism is practiced in China, where it's through political favor and relationship, and that's how you make money in a quote unquote capital market. That's Chinese capitalism, kickback capitalism, however you want to call it. Um, you know, it, this is not part of a meritocracy where the best ideas rise and fall in the marketplace in the consumer marketplace. So you, you have a bunch of executives over there at the Silicon Valley Bank that our researchers found that have troubling track records. For example, you've got the chief administrative officer. He was the former chief financial officer of Lehman Brothers Investment Bank when it collapsed in 2008.
3: That's You've nice. got the
8: chief, the chief risk officer position. This was left vacant for nine full months ahead of January of this year the new risk officer at the bank that's the person that would have applied the brakes that would have that would have raised a red flag that would have you know put these troubling questions out there hopefully before the bank becomes insolvent and gets overtaken by federal regulators that position was left vacant for 9 months the new risk officer was only on the job for 2 months and then you got the ceo of the bank who's now under investigation by the department of justice because he's out there selling $3.6 million worth of bank stock during a period where he's trying to stave off insolvency. He's trying to raise $2.2 billion of additional capital from investors.
3: Yeah, and there was something in the piece, too, about the gender quota law that they got involved in.
8: Yeah, this is very important. So the Newsom charity, they rack up a victory right out of the blocks. And the Silicon Valley investment uh, arm president, John China, he tweets about this. Uh, they passed a law putting gender quotas on corporate boards in the state of California. And Judicial Watch sued on that, that state law. They said it was discriminatory. And even a California court agreed with Judicial Watch that gender quotas on corporate boards, that's discrimination. They got it tossed out.
3: And um, this, this, this is a, the second largest, as you said, bank collapse in American history. How much of this stuff um, wh- is you're, you're uncovering it because that's what you do? Uh, and we're talking to Adam Angiewski, uh CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com. This is what you do. But um, how long? How, how is? It, how could the people in government in California, not to mention the f- people in the Biden administration, not know that this is going on and that this was a, a, a an accident waiting to happen?
8: Well, look, I mean, it's a failure on a lot of levels, but, when, but that, that is the power of friendship and the cultivation of relationship. And that's why this transparency during Sunshine Week, look, it's Sunshine Week across America. It's the people's right to know. That's why transparency revolutionizes United States public policy and politics. Because, John, when you shine that white-hot spotlight, you expose these schemes for exactly what they are.
3: Yeah, and you you might mention in your piece uh, that SVB promoted the report about the California Partners Project, uh, calling for agenda quota law, blah blah blah. Uh, they reported this. They promoted this report in a tweet and indicated that the bank's goals and the Newsom nonprofit goals were aligned. And then SVB, uh, the, uh, the the bank, deleted its Twitter account when yesterday, right?
8: Yeah, can you believe that? So on Monday, uh, the bank deletes its Twitter account. Taxpayers are on the hook for 100% of that bank now. And how about that for transparency? They just get rid of their Twitter account.
3: Yeah, and and, uh, so where's this going? Now that you've uncovered this, what's next?
8: Well, you know, that's the first stage of a cover-up. You get rid of your Twitter account. So look, you know, we're at open the books dot com we are researching out a lot of angles i mean this is the second non-profit that Siebel Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom's wife, has started. And I was on your program last month talking about her first nonprofit that she created, Mm -hmm. a film and curriculum nonprofit that's in 5,000 schools across the country and puts a pipeline to porn into the public schools. Uh, So, look, there's a lot more research. There's a lot more findings. I'm going to, you know, I look forward to breaking it all right here on your program, John.
3: Yeah, well, you also have a piece up on the the site, openthebooks.com, that says the feds declare war on transparency. What's that mean? That's not good.
8: Yeah, we've outlined at the Daily Caller in uh, two pieces uh, 12 areas where the feds have literally declared war on transparency. And let's start with the most egregious example from the Biden administration. They just redacted 350,000 names of rank and file federal bureaucrats. We're not talking intelligence officers, we're not talking spies. These are people that used to be disclosed. And, you know, we're talking about 350,000 rank-and-file employees from the alphabet soup of federal agencies like Health and Human Services or the Department of Treasury or the Social Security Administration or the IRS or you name the federal agency like EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. Um, To put it in context, during the last year, the Biden administration, they redacted 2,300 names. The Biden administration just redacted 350,000 names, and we estimate $35 billion of payroll is now hidden in the swamp.
3: <laughs> Wait, give me that number again, uh, uh, the, the difference in the two administrations, I guess.
8: <laughs> Obama, red- in the last year, the Obama administration, they redacted 2,300 names from the federal executive agency payroll. There's about... 1.4 million workers on that payroll, and the Biden administration just redacted 350,000.
3: Wow! And um, and you, you have also you talk here about in this piece about uh, weaponizing the government. 200,000 federal officers outside of the Pentagon with arrest and firearm authority that now exceeds the 186,000 U.S. Marines. So. Seriously,
8: uh, the size, scope, and power of the federal government at all levels has grown substantially. Where you know, you know, if you, it's not a question of budget on the border. If you want to secure the border, we have plenty of firepower to do it. It's a question of political will. I mean, it's stunning: two hundred thousand federal officers with arrest and firearm authority outside of the Pentagon, outside of the Department of Defense.
3: Amazing. And uh, and then before I let you go, the, our boy uh, Pete Buttigieg has done a lot of flying on his private plane. And uh, I guess um, that's kind of become a, a, a thing in Congress and uh, in the Biden administration, too, more so than it used to be.
8: Well, you know, they all feel they're entitled. They're entitled to spend our money. In fact, they're addicted to spending our money, John. And that's why, you know, I I go back, you know, the best of disinfectants is sunshine. It is transparency. And that's why, you know, we believe at OpenTheBooks.com, we're dedicated to it. And it's in the Constitution. It's Article 1, Section 9, and it says that a regular statement and account of the receipts and expenditures of all public money shall be published from time to time. And there's a clear interpretation in the Internet age. Post every dime online in real time. Open the books.
3: Yeah, and these people they 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 fly. Uh, yeah, I think we talked about this before. They don't fly to Akron or Youngstown, Ohio, or um, uh, you know Birmingham, Alabama. They're going to Paris, Berlin, Tokyo, and someone else's. Uh, <laughs> right. These trips are are either paid for by uh, the taxpayers for the cost of the plane and the fuel and all that, but it's also they're getting flown around to these places by groups that need their support to pass laws. So that's another form of bribery, right?
8: Yeah, we found uh, we found that third-party payers for congressional travel, many of them are receiving tens of millions of dollars worth of government grants and contracts. And on its face, that's a conflict of interest. They're lawfully paying for the travel to overseas destinations and domestically for members of Congress and their staffers while they're receiving, like I said, tens of millions of dollars worth of taxpayer money. And so, you know, we advocate a simple reform. If you are receiving a federal grant or contract, you can't buy congressional or staff travel, period.
3: That makes too much sense, Adam. Come on. God, that's, know. that's never going to happen. Hey, <laughs> uh, as always, I appreciate you coming on. People should check out the story about the SVB, Bank at uh, OpenTheBooks.com, and uh, I I got a feeling there's going to be more coming out of that, Adam.
8: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're just warming up.
3: (laughs) Thanks a lot. We'll have you on again soon. Thanks. Thank you. All right, that's Adam dot OpenTheBooks.com.
7: As the Biden administration ratchets up its war on Americans' right to keep and bear arms, a groundbreaking new book from Regnery Publishing pushes back and offers hope for the future. Professional firearms instructor and veteran gun store owner Larry Correa's new book, In Defense of the Second Amendment, pulls back the curtain on Washington's gun-grabbing agenda and how you can protect your rights. You'll learn why gun-free zones are more dangerous for college students and average citizens, how so-called gun control laws handcuff law abiding Americans while allowing dangerous violent criminals to run wild in our cities and offers solid details on how America has a history of gun ownership that is under attack by liberals in Congress. If you care deeply about protecting your Second Amendment rights and keeping your family safe, you must read In Defense of the Second Amendment, new from Regnery, available now at Amazon.com and wherever books are sold
8: wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people businesses and churches around you that place exists i know because i work there my name is cassie and i'm the digital marketing specialist with salem media group in pittsburgh right now salem surround has an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team is that you we'll bring the training you just bring the talent An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer.
3: Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with My Pillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one, free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought My Pillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Eric was way
0: behind
6: on his taxes.
0: I owed a lot of money to the IRS. Almost $15,000. I tried to
6: make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income my home
0: my car i was just overwhelmed at what to do then eric called optima tax relief when optima tax got involved the calls would stop the threats would stop it was easy like uh
6: Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is the
0: John Stacker Show on AM 1250 and FM
6: 92.5. The Answer.
3: Well, I got two minutes here. I got two things I want to get to you in case you haven't seen. Uh, Biden's Energy Department, this is from the Free Beacon. Biden's Energy Department last month proposed new efficiency standards for you. Ready? Washing machines. That would require new appliances to use considerably less water all in an effort to quote confront the global climate climate crisis. Those mandates would force manufacturers manufacturers to reduce cleaning performance to ensure their machines comply, leading industry giants such as Whirlpool said in a public comments on the rule, they'll also make the appliances more expensive and laundry day a headache. Each cycle will take longer, the detergent will cost more, and in the end, the clothes will be less clean. So there you go. your government coming back to, coming out to help you and saving the planet in the process and making doing your laundry a pain in the butt now, and something you have to have to thank uh, the Biden administration for. Then there's this. Uh, we told you about the school in Vermont a Religious School. The girls on the team refused to play against a team. In a tournament, because there was a a boy playing on the team dressed as a girl, pretending to be a girl. Uh, well, the um, the uh, it's a Vermont religious school, and it's called Long Trail, and uh, they have been barred from playing in any, taking part in any um, uh, events by the Vermont school sporting uh, by by the the agency that runs. Uh, the Vermont sports programs, you know, like the WPIL or PIAA here in Pennsylvania, it's the Vermont Principals Association Executive Committee. They decided that policies have been violated at the school level, and thus there is an immediate determination of ineligibility for mid-Vermont Christian and VPA-sanctioned activities and tournaments going forward. That doesn't just mean the girls. They're not allowed to take part in any activities that includes spelling bees, you know, and boys basketball and every other sport, because they didn't want to play against a boy. Again, it's it's a normal or crazy. They went with crazy. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: John Stackerwald Show, this production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand, the yellow van.